field to drama in the national media to questions about the kind of culture that 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 is here and if there's one thing that i hope for mel tucker to do you know, obviously, do I believe this guy can get Michigan State football back to Indy? I absolutely do in the next five years. I do. I genuinely believe that. But if there's anything that I would hope for Mel Tucker here is that understand what Michigan State football is, understand what this school is and what's been built here, but build upon it. I don't think there's a need to tear to tear down the walls and completely rebrand because this is a program built on toughness. And as Mal Tucker said, the football team is going to be relentless. There's that aura of just grittiness to this program that's been there for, you know, since coach D has been here, but you know, things need to be run the right way. Like no more BSing here. Like let's, let's roll. I'm all in. Yeah, no, this is, I agree with everything you said. He's got to build upon it. The foundation has been set. No matter how you feel on D'Antonio, he set the foundation. Some of the walls of the house may be falling down, but he laid the foundation. Tucker's got to build upon it. I will say, I don't, I can't tell you here or now where this program is going to be in the next five years or so. I don't know if I'm ready to sit here and and, and say Tucker will will take the team uh, to a championship or whatever, or take it to a Big Ten championship, but this guy's a bona fide recruiter. That's what he's built upon, the X's and O's. We'll see what happens there. But, Ryan, as, as you and I both know from principles of coaching class, yes. three years is, is for a coach to, to show some success. That is, you know, that's what has happened is what it's been in college football is a three-year turnaround. You get your people in, get your assistants, get your players in, and then you turn the program around. Tucker's going to be on the clock. Uh, Beekman, the board of trustees, the, the fans, everyone has – put their hopes, their expectations, their money behind him and his vision and what he's going to do, he's got to prove He's got to prove it. He's got to do what he's got to do, take that money and run with it. And it's going to be interesting these next few years to see what, what he attempts to build here at Michigan State. Absolutely. We will transition to Michigan State basketball now. But if you have any other comments you would like to share with us here on the show, 517-884-8989. You can text us or tweet us at WDBM Sports. Hashtag GW Report. Do you like the hire? Do you not like the hire? What are your hopes for Michigan State football in the future? Um, but with that, as I said, we will now move to Michigan State basketball. Uh, two games to talk about here. I do want to back up a bit. Obviously, we talked Boo. last Sunday about the. Oh, Boo. come on. Enough. They Enough stink. out of you. Hold on. <laughs> Hang, hang, hold your horses there. Um, we did talk last Sunday, obviously coming off the loss against Michigan. They turned things around Tuesday, a uh, big late second win against Illinois. Uh, at least in my eyes, the, the the most promising thing there was you got off to a better start. Uh, you, you showed that you can jump out to a quick lead there on, on the road. Uh, at halftime, you were looking great, and things kind of slid from there. But as far as that game goes, real quickly before we move into the Maryland game, uh, what were some improvements that you saw from Michigan State that, that coming off the heels of the loss to Michigan? Well, I think it was the first time they came out of the first half and were on fire. Yeah. They put on an absolute shooting clinic in the first half, and I thought that was a huge key to the win, getting out. Rocket Watts was simply spectacular. I, you can't go without talking about how he played 21 points, a career high for him. He was firing, and I think the biggest thing with him is you've been waiting for him to develop, waiting to see where he goes, and obviously we're going to talk about Maryland and uh, his performance in that game, but in this one at least, he picked his spots better. He was hitting threes, hitting from the mid-range, putting it on the floor, getting to the rim. I think the biggest thing with Rocket is being able to catch and shoot threes and knock them down, and in this game, he was doing that, and he, he looked the part. He looked like a guy who can be the, the third piece, the the, you know, partner in the backcourt for Cassius Winston and I thought that was huge for Michigan State to finally get some support from Winston 
this was a night where where Cassius doesn't have his best game. He, he's dealing with foul trouble. He really kind of struggled from the from the floor. Didn't take that many shots. Twelve points, only three of six. Played twenty four minutes. He, he didn't have his best game. And to think they got a win on the road without him playing well was was a big sign of uh, moving forward. Yeah, so obviously a game that, look, you, you got it done, right? I mean, I, after halftime, you're, I, I was feeling good. But as you know, with Michigan State basketball, you can never get too comfortable. So um, I think you hit the nail on the head. There's not much left to say there. Obviously a great last-second tip-in by uh, Xavier Tillman. And, and and that was, you know, Tillman has faced a lot of slander in the, these last few games, especially over that three-game losing streak. But in this one, I, I thought he was great. First off, he's been tremendous defensively. That's one thing. But offensively, he was attacking mismatches. He was finishing, went straight to his moves in the post, was finishing there, and then on the dunk. That's for the missed layups. All the missed layups, the miss against um, Indiana on the tip in there. To put it in, slam it home. I thought this was a big game for him, for Michigan State, in terms of momentum and moving forward. Uh, so they carry that momentum into the Breslin Center yesterday against Maryland, obviously the number ranked team in the nation. Uh, Michigan State would actually lose that game 67-60. to 60. Uh, a game to me where I, in the first half, we've talked, we talk about this so often that it's almost nauseating of who is going to step up and be the third guy for this team. Because in the first half, it was Cassius and Tillman, and that was it. Gabe Brown, after scoring two points against Illinois, zero points in this game, granted only 10 minutes in that game. But between him and Aaron Henry on the floor, I it was so frustrating to watch that you're looking at this team and you just go, there, how is this team supposed to get into March and do any kind of damage if they don't have a third guy to help Tillman and Winston? And, and it was so frustrating and mind-blowing. And, and granted, I think second half, we talked about it before we started the show, You know, Aaron Henry started to show some flashes of what he is capable of doing. I, I don't understand why this team just decides to like live and die by the three ball at times, and they just factually can't hit the three unless you're Cassius Winston. Um, I, You know I can't stand watching Xavier Tillman try to hit threes, but you at least hung in there for a while. You ended the first half on a great note, and you carried it into the second half, and obviously there were, there were times in the second half where you're like, okay, here we go. This is Michigan State basketball. It kind of fell off at the end, but at least from the first half, you were obviously at the game doing play-by-play with Trent Bally. Um, what did you like that you saw from Michigan State? And maybe some things that you didn't like coming out of that first half specifically. Well, for one thing, what, what was liked was the response they made. Uh, Maryland came out firing they were hot from beyond the arc hit five threes in that first half 45 percent which is kind of unusual Michigan State one of the better three-point defending teams let up five threes 45 percent um, I thought that was big for Maryland the biggest thing is a response though Michigan State has found themselves down quite a bit yeah. at half times here in, in these last few games and especially over that losing streak but this was the the first time seen a response at halftime to get it to single digits. I, I said it on the broadcast, but at the end of that run, um, at the missed shot, Tillman grabs the rebound. You could see him at the end of the floor, and he gives a little fist pump because he knows he Michigan State was in striking distance. Yep. This game was one of the first times that it wasn't just, oh, they're in single digits because they were in single digits against Michigan, but the first time momentum was swinging towards them going into halftime and coming out of it, you knew that they had all the energy in the building. It was a big-time push. It was a response from a team that needed to show that they had some resolve. They've been knocked down a lot, and I thought the response was huge for Michigan State. Now, getting into that second half, obviously they they, they came out 
hot and, and you, you tie the game up late, you take the lead, and you, as you said on the broadcast, the roof was lifted off the Breslin. Crazy. What what sort of fell apart there in the last couple minutes? Obviously, you know Anthony Cowan, the, the kid can just shoot the lights out, and it was he's a fun player to watch too. By the way, this Ab- Maryland team, incredible. This Maryland team plays really good team basketball. They have multiple scoring options that obviously you saw on display yesterday. But what sort of fell apart in the last couple minutes for Michigan State? Well. Before looking at Michigan State, I want to first start with Maryland. And and again, as you said, want to say how impressed I was with Anthony Cowan. That is a, a, a cold-blooded killer. He stepped in. That's the biggest thing, I think, with all the teams, with Maryland, with Penn State, that came and took out Michigan State on the home floor. Every t- The crowd has gotten into both of those games. Maryland or Penn State did not allow that to even be a factor. The fact that they came down the floor, Cowan looks about as calm as ever, like it was the first minute of the first half, he's knocking down shots. It was easy. It was light work, and they killed the crowd. They killed momentum, and they were able to always have an answer for any time Michigan State were going to go on a run. I thought that was huge for an, a road team to to ride with the wave and be able to overtake it and overcome it because most teams w- would crumble. When the Breslin Center gets into it, the roof is off the building. Yep. Cassius Winston hitting threes in transition – you're going to fall. You're going to crumble. But Maryland didn't. So impressed with with how Cowan and Smith played. Their big-time players finished that game. For Michigan State, it's – I was talking with Trent. It's an absolute – you just fall apart. I there's There should be no way you're up seven with three, two minutes left to go to uh, to finish this thing out. You don't win that ball game. You look at the shot chart. You go from it. It's Cowan's three – I mean, excuse me. It's that Henry Bucket make it a seven-point. And then no one else makes a shot for the rest of it. You go scoreless. Defense crumbles. You give up looks. Your rocket watts going underneath on screens. It's an absolute. It's a choke job. I don't. It's incomprehensible that you're up seven on your home floor with the crowd feeling you, and you just fall apart. Julian, you were. Did you guys throw the press conference? Yeah. For Izzo, it seemed like he kind of blew his top, and he was not like. First time I think he's really kind of got after his team in the media, at least. Well, one of the things that struck me that he said was he said that not there are some guys on this team that aren't competing, and I thought that was so true because I think you look at this team and there are just cough, Gabe Brown, (laughs) and he's been non-existent. He's right, he's been non-existent, and that is one of the bigger issues for Michigan State as far as, one, not getting shots from the outside and just having a supporting cast that's connected and all working together. Gabe Brown is nowhere to be seen. He's MIA. He's, where's Waldo? You can't find him on the floor. And there's just, you're up seven again, three minutes left to play. You have to end that game. It shouldn't matter if you're not making shots. You can't get anything on the board. The fact that no one was competing defensively, no one's stepping up, no one's saying we got, we're shutting down Cowan and Smith. To allow them to go on a 14-0 run in this thing out is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. How do they keep playing this bad in the first half? I it's insane. I understand they played very well in Champaign and probably put together their best half of basketball all season. How do they keep coming out this like slow? I just like it's got to be coaching. Like, well, I actually I didn't think the first half was as bad because I thought they I came mean, out. Was they wet. got. Tillman some they shots. Wedding balls. That's the thing. Maryland was hitting a lot. And you give credit for Maryland because they knocked down some good shots. But I thought they got Tillman the ball inside. He was playing. I mean, yeah, I think he had 14 to end that first half. He was good. He was hot early. Winston was hitting some shots. I think they started with a Tillman post up. He finishes with his right hand. And then Winston comes down, I think, on the next possession. Tillman gets a mid range jumper. Oh. I thought that first half was was solid. Defensively, Maryland was hitting everything. 
They could. They, this team it was a little bit rebound. of both. Yeah, the re- it's, it's, rebounding it's was the bizarre. bigger issue. That was the thing in the first half. They got out-rebounded, and I think they gave up five offensive rebounds in that first half. I think they got out-rebounded by 13, something crazy, like in the first half. They were just in absolutely manhandled. Yeah, the rebounding margin, I'm trying to pull up the stat here. It was 22-13 to 13 was the rebounding margin in that first half, <sighs> which is unusual for a Tom Izzo team. And I think part of it is credit for Smith. He, he's one of the the best rebounders, best forwards in college basketball right now. But outside of Tillman, you're not getting much from anybody off the glass. The thing is, Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown aren't rebounding at all. That's at all. It's the thing that really bugs me when people come in like Billis, and I, I, I think you probably think the same thing, Rebs, when they just like are like, the mission state it's a tough-minded, like physical team. This isn't a physical team. Yeah, it's, it's a very not. finesse team. It, like this is not like Michigan State last year. I get you could consider them a little bit physical because you had Nick Ward down there too, and you had a Kenny Goins and a Matt McQuaid who are really good defensive and just good role players and tough players. I don't see any toughness out of anyone except Xavier Tillman. He gets no help around the rim for rebounding. You're just exactly right. You get no help from your wins rebounding the ball, which is insane. Like does Jay Pillis watch his team? They can't do anything. I think the the, the like st- toughness. I don't want to say stigma is not the right word, but Tom Izzo's Michigan State teams of the past have prided themselves on being tough on the glass. That's why when I was a kid growing up, we did the Michigan State rebounding drills or the Tom Izzo rebounding drills because that's mm-hmm. what this team was built on. This team doesn't have it. And I think a lot of the things that happened, like in the first half, I agree with you, Julian, it wasn't horrible, but. This team, there's so many empty possessions, whether it's turnovers or they come oh, yeah. down and kick it out and here's a missed three and no one's getting the rebound because the ball's going over everyone's head because you're hitting the you're hitting the front of the rim on three-pointers. It, there's it, the, the offensive urgency, there, there's just between Gabe Brown and Aaron Henry and Rocket Watts, they're just not playing within themselves. When you see Aaron Henry in the second half, he can get down low to the post. He actually has some pretty solid moves in the post. He's a physical guy. He can put the ball on the ground. If he doesn't dribble it off his shoe, he can actually get to the rim and score, and they just don't do it. It's let's kick the ball out to Aaron Henry or Gabe Brown at the three-point line. They miss. I think they shot under 25% from three, at least in the first half. It was not good. Like They, don't, they do not shoot the three ball well outside of Cassius. They just don't. So back to what I was saying mm-hmm. of when you come down on these possessions in the first half when you're at home, you just simplify the game and put the ball in the hoop. Like you, you, you kick the ball out to shoot a three, and no one's there to rebound because you're not making the three pointer. And when you get dominated on the glass, it's hard to get momentum, and you're just playing catch up the whole game because you can't control and play the game the way you want to play the game. And that to me is what's the most frustrating thing. And how many times we have to sit here and and talk about Aaron Henry and Gabe Brown and it just you're, you're in you know Marcus Bingham too hasn't been anything special in the last handful of games they, either. I it just, They don't manage bizarre. his minutes very well. I like They I, just don't know what to do with him. I, I, it's wild to me cuz he is a productive player and you saw Thomas Kithier actually kind of played good the last Kithier couple had a games. Good game, yeah. Yeah, and he got a lot of minutes. Like he he was basically playing like 4 minutes a game at one point. Now he's back up to that stature that he was earlier in the year when he was starting, but like they don't know what to do with Bingham. They don't know what to do with Bingham Hall or Kithier. They've not found a rotation for those three to get the most out of them. Like Bingham when Bingham plays well, he plays the first half for about 12 minutes and then doesn't play in the second half at all. 
Like I get that's a conditioning thing, but you should be able to understand how to manage him. Because he is a guy who helps you on the glass. I understand he might have butterfingers, but he at least bots out and he's at least there to grab rebounds, especially on the offensive side of the glass. Yeah, but it's 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 a plus minus thing with that four spot. There's no one who comes in and it's a bona fide plus, plus on both ends of the floor. Because for right. everything Bingham gives you rebounding, he's he's an offensive liability. For a guy who is supposed to have an ability to stretch the floor, he's not knocking down threes this year. It, it's just it is what it is, and I think that's to me every time I watch this team, it's it's kind of like. They're looking for the ghosts of Matt McQuaid and Kenny Goins. Like every time, you know, they're hedging ball screens, and and Winston is coming over. Is Winston gives it up to Tillman, and Tillman takes like a pick and pop three. That's a Kenny. That's a shot Kenny Goins would have made and taken last season. But it's not Kenny Goins anymore. It's Xavier Tillman taking those. And what has he been from three point range this season? Not good. Not good. Not good. It's just uh, to me, and I don't know. Don't know if you're slamming on the panic, if you're going crazy, but the thing that has been irking and is a little concerning for this team is every time you go in the locker room and they talk about our energy isn't there, we're not connected. It's February. Yeah. The clock's ticking. I don't know where the connection comes. I don't know where the consistency comes, where your energy level gets up. There's five games left, and I don't get that because like this team is played together. Like this group is not; it's not a new group. Like you add Rocket Watts in there, I, I get it, and like Malik Hall as your two perennial freshmen that are getting minutes. But wh- I don't understand what the problem is. And, and I guess if, if there's one thing that I take solace in, is it's the old cliche of well, you don't want to peak too early. This team hasn't come close to peaking yet, so maybe they can figure it out. And, and the other thing, too, is just the college basketball this year has been so, like, Louisville got blown out by Clemson the other day. I think Blown Auburn, out by Georgia Tech, too. Yeah, Auburn lost, too. It, it, it's such a bizarre year for college basketball, and the door is wide open. But the bottom line is, man, if you don't find a third guy to provide offense for you on a consistent basis— I don't know how deep people think this team's getting in March. They're they're are they good on paper? Sure. I whatever for whatever that's worth, maybe. Do I care that much that you're 17 and 10 right now? Not really. If you win the Big 10 tournament, if you don't win the Big 10 tournament, am I losing sleep? Probably not. But this team coming from what you were last year, granted you're you're seeing the effects of losing Ward, McQuaid, and Goins every single day now as team steps on the floor, but something's gotta give. You're better than what you're showing. I will say this. They are probably one of the worst first half teams in America. I don't know the metrics or something like that. They're just not that good in the first half, and that will bite you in the March Madness. Because if, like, you saw that against Middle Tennessee They're not State. good enough to catch up. Yeah, This that's team's what, not good enough to catch up yeah, in the second so half. Yeah, like so, like, if they get down, like, 10 in March, <laughs> go, see ya, going home. Like, that that, that will happen. So, and like you said, nowhere close to peaking. But, like, I think the best t- thing about this team is last year's team. That is literally the best <laughs> part about this team. They're like, they could go on a run. Do you remember last year's team? It's not last year's team. They've yeah. given you no proof that they're anything like last year's team because they don't have a guy like Matt McQuaid. They don't have a guy like Kenny Goins. I think Goins is the bigger loss because I think Aaron Henry is starting to come on a little bit. He's played a lot better his last couple of games. He has. He has. But the, the thing with him is I don't know why, but it only seems like he's only going sometimes that they run sets for him. And I get sometimes you got to get a guy. You got to have plays ran for you. You got to get your shot, better looks at it. But 
when it comes down to brass tacks, they need somebody to just get the basketball, demand it, and do something with well, it. Cassius has got it. At the end of the game, Cassius is a little bit too passive. And but I, th- I also, it is, because the thing is, he's not Cowan. Cowan has this ability to put it on the floor, get wherever he Different wants. And I players. think Cassius does have that, but he also, like, when they're running him off pick and rolls, Maryland knows to just hedge it. I, throw the, two at him, make him give up the basketball. And I think the thing is, it's just, it's it's it's, a, it's different. And I, I don't know what it is. It's just no one else can get it and get it back. Well, I think the thing that's a little bit different about Cassius, too, last year he was awesome driving the basketball to the lane. He doesn't do that anymore. He re- like You saw that one lefty floater in the lane. It was a really difficult shot he made. But he doesn't drive to the basket anymore. And like you said, it's because people are bringing three or two guys off that high pick and roll. But that's what like opened up Michigan State's offense just a little bit. Cassius being able to get downhill just a bit. Because when Cassius was in the lane, it was two points. Like every single time. And there's no shooters to spread the floor. Nope. Like that's the thing. He drives, you you're afraid of a kick to a McQuaid in the corner. Or going. Who, 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 like, who are you throwing it to in the corner now? Hang their hang their jerseys in the rafters. I've seen people tweet that. They might have to. <laughs> it, it's crazy. But the the biggest thing for me is this Maryland game. Maryland's a team that can make a run. If you want to know yeah. the difference between a team that's going to make a run no. or, or not, it's Maryland and Michigan State. When it came down to that final three minutes, who got it done? Cowan and Smith. Their two best players put it on their backs, knocked down all those, 14 nothing run. That's that's a team that has the the ability to win a championship this season. Now, the fu- look. Oh, the ahead, fu- sorry, sorry. Uh, the funny thing is I was telling all my buddies when we were watching the game, I'm like, Cowan, most overrated player in the bid time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just goes in the, not, not good. Not how'd good. that one go for you? Um, look, five games left to play here in the regular season. It ain't getting any easier, guys. I mean, you have Nebraska coming up on Thursday, which, you know, I have fingers crossed should be a win. But you're going to see – I'm not even confident in Michigan State to play at home anymore. I'm really not. You're going to see Iowa. Luca Garza is going to be a problem for you. You get Maryland again on the road, Penn State, and then Ohio State to finish the year at home. Uh, in a perfect world, what does this team need to do in these last five games for you? Consistency. If they are able to string together multiple games in a row and just show that they can do that, that that's a great sign going into March. I, I think, you know, winning a share, winning a piece – is that I don't I think it's out of the question at this point. Okay. I don't think they're gonna win a Big Ten regular season. All you need consistency going into the tournament. Try and pull something off in the tournament, but it's gonna be a dogfight. It's this is you just have to show signs that this team can string something together because you're gonna need to string something together come Big Ten tournament and come March and come NCAA tournament. Next game for the Spartans against Nebraska on the road. That is Thursday, eight thirty p.m. Tip. Are we going to that game? Anyone going to that game for to us? To Nebraska? Yeah. Oh, no, we're not going to. Yeah, that it's game. probably a tough. You it was take a tractor out there. It was That's a mean. thought for a minute. That's that mean. was a little mean. I don't even. Probably I've never, true, I've never seen Nebraska fly over state, as Jason Aldean would say. Good song, by the way. Fly over states. I don't really know Jason Aldean, but. But I digress. Uh, We'll wrap up Michigan State men's basketball and go to a quick break here. We have Nathan Stearns coming on for women's basketball on the other side of this break. If you want to join the show, 517-884-8989. You can text us or you can also tweet us at WDBM Sports, hashtag DGW Report. I hate the word hashtag. Too many H's in hashtag. Hashtag. Uh, Hashtag. We're going to a quick, quick break, folks. Do not turn the station. This is the Green and White Report. Hey, Mom. 
Why is the sky blue? Why don't animals talk? Why do dogs have wet noses? Why is an 11 pronounced 21? Kids ask a lot of questions. Why do I have a belly button? But you don't have to know every answer. Why is the ocean salty? Because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Why are there 50 states? There are thousands of children in foster care who don't need every question answered. Why is pizza round? They just need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. I study human carnivore complex. I study what happens to plants after they die in deserts. I am getting my PhD in nuclear physics. I study biofuel research. I look at foraging behavior in bumblebees. I understand the effects of Zika virus. Have you ever been interested in learning about the incredible research happening at Michigan State University? The Sci-Files is an Impact 89FM exposure series focusing on student research here at Michigan State University. We think it's important to spread the word about all the awesome diverse research projects here at MSU while getting to know some of the students too. You can catch us Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. or on impact89fm.org where the podcasts are posted after the interviews air. Welcome back to the Green and White Report. Approaching noon here on a Sunday. Ryan Rabinowitz, Julian Mitchell with you. Ryan Collins on the ones and twos. The didgeridoos. Yeah. Did I start saying that? That was so you weird. You did. It was great. You'd always be like, Britton Wilner on the ones and twos, the didgeridoos. What is it? Isn't it? The didgeridoo is an instrument, isn't it? I'm yes. Look that I up think real so. Quick. I think it's an Australian I wouldn't even know didgeridoo. I'm going to go D-I-G-G-I-A-H on musical instruments from across the world. Oh, here it is. I was spelling didgeridoo, D-I-G-G-E-R-Y space D-O-O. It is D-I-D-G-E-R-I-D-O-O, a didgeridoo. Yeah, it's one of those long. The only way I can describe what a didgeridoo is is that it's like a didgeridoo. Like that's. You know, it's a you know, it's like the what you call it. Like it's like the what you the what you call it. One of the stupidest things you've ever said in your entire life. Didgeridoo. It's a it's an instrument. It's so stupid though. I didn't just make that up. What do you mean it's stupid? It's stupid word. It's a bad word. <laughs> I don't know why you're getting it's a upset. Stupid with word. Me. I just said it. It's a I bad s- word. Oh, I don't oh. like it one bit. Okay. Why not? What? Never mind. That. We've we- talked about this before. I don't like it. All right. Sorry. All right. Um, all right, Nathan Stearns joins us in studio. First time in a while. It's been a while, folks. It's, it's been good, a while. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too, Rabs. Um, okay, so we have women's basketball to talk about here. Again, if you want to weigh in here, 517-884-8989, or you can tweet us at WDBM Sports, hashtag GW Report. A uh, little bit of a tough stretch for Michigan State women's basketball. They got the win against Rutgers back in January. I believe January 20th that was, if my memory serves me well. Uh, Five-game losing streak. They got back on track against Rutgers on Thursday. Let's talk about the losing streak. I know this team has been riddled with injuries, but between games against Northwestern, Iowa, Purdue, what happened? Because it all fell apart, and now I'm scared and stressed out. Strength of schedule, injuries as you alluded to, Michigan State got beat by better teams. It's as simple as that. There's no overcomplication of this scenario. It's a matter of injuries hit at the worst possible time. You are now playing Eliza Winston, Sidney Dodd, Laurel Jackman, Claire Hendrickson, people who have coming into this year were third or fourth stringers. And now you're relying on them for the first meaningful minutes of the season, and you're two weeks away from March. That's where 
this team is at this point, losing Northwestern at home. I mean, the, the schedule is brutal. Absolutely brutal. Going to Carver, Hawkeye. Iowa looks like a Sweet 16 team. Northwestern could possibly go to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. Maryland, you have to go to College Park and they lose. It's just, Taron McCutcheon's been playing through a broken finger. Nia Cloud and his regressed. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. But between people who aren't playing, Marjorie Cook, who was ruled out with an Achilles injury in the middle of this losing streak, and then other people who are playing and really shouldn't be, playing through a broken finger, playing through not a torn Achilles, but a strained Achilles, as Taron has been. It's It was a combination of all the worst things happening at once. It was just a culmination of a bunch of bad luck, playing away from the Breslin, quick turnarounds, going from Iowa to Maryland to Northwestern to right, just back and forth and up and down on this team, traveling a lot, not a lot of time for recovery. Yeah, and they just they seem to have no one really who can no. score the basketball. I mean, a lot of these losses come even this win against Rutgers at home comes with only scoring fifty plus points. Like you're not going to win many basketball games like that. And you talk about the injuries, but I think even just throughout this season, the the lack of ability to score has been huge for this Michigan State team. Absolutely, and I guess now is as good of a time as any for me to talk about Nia Cloud in a little bit because I came on here and I told you guys I thought she could be a possible All Conference guard, mm-hmm. and when you are a pillar of a program, as she is, as Taryn McCutcheon is. When your other pillars of a program, Shea Colley, Victoria Gaines, and others get hurt, you have to step your play up. You can't afford to regress. And she has regressed mightily as the season has gone. Over the last five games, shooting below 30% from the floor, she can't make a bucket. And during this five-game losing streak, everybody was turning to her, saying, you're one of the healthy ones. You are one of the only players on this team that started last year, and you're one of the only players who's not fighting through anything physical, and you're playing exponentially worse than you were in the year. You can't go 4 of 11 from the floor against Northwestern. Even against Rutgers, she goes 3 of 9. It, like, it, it's a matter of, and we talked to Susie in the postgame a couple weeks ago, and she said, instead of driving to the bucket and playing through contact and finishing, as we've seen her do time and time and time again, it's now gotten to the point where she's trying to rely on the officials to bail her out. She goes full bore right into the block and gets hit, and a lot of times she doesn't get the call, but she's relying on that for her offense right now to get to the free throw line. And when that becomes the staple of your offense, when you start relying on officiating to bail you out and you start using that as the block for your game you're going to have problems and that's a big reason I think why Michigan State it took them so long to get out of this prolonged losing streak because the inconsistent but Nia Cloudin has to be better and it's not even just regressing it was a huge step back yeah she's getting 14 15 a game but it was 30 percent 25 percent 30 percent it's taking her 15 20 shots to get to that 15 16 17 point plateau and that's what's really hurting the Spartans yeah, Michigan State with the win over Rutgers at home. Coach Merchant post game talked about it being a much needed win. You know, after going on the slump, the tough schedule, obviously the top teams that they faced, a win was necessary to get out of the slump. I want to ask you, what did you take from that win against Rutgers? They switched to a zone in that second half, proved to be very effective. Charlotte wrote a great art, great piece about that on the website, so make sure you check that out. Um, but what did you take from that game and going forward? Do you, do you, is there any light at the end of the tunnel for Michigan State in this this final stretch? I take away this team still can't score. Shot 36% from the floor. That was the fifth time in six games they've shot below 40% from the floor. I think the only game they shot above 40% was when they shot 46% against Purdue, and they lost that game 76-66. to 66. 
But the one thing that I will give the Spartans is they were resilient. They were down the entire game, and unlike the men's team, they actually came back, got punched in the mouth, and finished. Aurelia Garantes, who shredded them last time for 28 points, goes 5 of 15 from the floor. Moira Joyner, phenomenal on-ball defense, made her earn every one of her 15 points. And for some reason, the Spartans do pretty good against Rutgers. They've now beaten them twice, beat them at the rack 66 to 55. It doesn't matter what sport it is. When you go down to Piscataway and you beat a team in the rack, it's impressive. And this is what you see a lot of times in the Big Ten, whatever sport it is, there's always a really good team or a solid team like Rutgers who always struggles against a lesser opponent. And this, I guess, for Rutgers, their uh, tango partner is Michigan State. But going forward, I still think this is a possible WNIT team. Their schedule difficulty really eases up after, after this Next little stretch, Minnesota is not a great team, 5-9. and nine. And then the last two games against Illinois and Penn State, those two teams have a combined record of 3-24 and 24 in conference. They are bad. Really, 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 really bad. So the next, Michigan State probably should be Minnesota at home. Minnesota's not been the same after losing Destiny Pitts, who was averaging almost 16.5 points. She got suspended for a body language thing. It's a whole protracted thing, and she decided to take her talents elsewhere, the former Detroit country day star but how it works is for an automatic bid to the wnit is let's say that michigan or that the big 10 has eight teams that go into the big dance into the ncaa Mm -hmm. tournament the team that's next in the standings team number nine would get the auto bid to the wnit regardless of record and right now michigan state is right on that line they're fighting with nebraska and they're fighting with minnesota for that wnit berth and they have the tiebreaker over nebraska by virtue of the head-to-head that they won earlier in the year in overtime and minnesota is going to come into this game at five and nine michigan state's going to come in at five and eight so really for an app for an auto WNIT birth. This is the game, and then this is what's going to be featured on Monday night. On is that both of these teams still have a chance to play meaningful postseason basketball, but Michigan State could put themselves in a lot better position to get that berth by virtue of beating Minnesota. Because if they win that game, you're six and eight in conference, and frankly, you should beat Illinois and you should beat Penn State. And comparing, in my opinion, that the Big Ten is the deepest conference in women's basketball. If you would have said you would have lost Shea Collie, you would have lost Marjorie Cook, you would have lost Tori Osmond for some games, you would have lost Julia Aralt for some games, and you can still go 8-10 and 10 in conference, all things considered, that's pretty successful. So there is a good chance, I still think, for this team to make the WNIT just because the committee looks at injuries, just because the committee looks at strength of schedule, and this team has an abundance of both. Yeah, and just want to say, looking at bracketology right now, the Big Ten still the leader in bids yes. with eight uh, top of conference SEC following them with just seven bids. So as you said, WNIT in sight for Michigan State. Now as we wrap up talking about Michigan State women's basketball here with Nathan Stearns on Impact 89FM WDBM East Lansing. Uh, five games left to play here, Stearns, and you kind of alluded to what you have uh, left looking down the pipeline. Uh, all things considered with this team, where, where do you expect this team to finish at the end of the season? Uh, and do you think, again, all things considered, has this team really failed to meet expectations this year? First of all, I love how you got the legals in. Just, yeah, just, thank you. I picked up on that. I picked up on that. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's not out of the realm of possibility to see this team win three out of their next five games. I really do. Minnesota, not a great team. I mean, Got some players, but nobody that really jumps off the page like a Lindsey Pulliam, a Veronica Burton. 
that Northwestern featured, a Garantes, that Rutgers features. They don't have anybody averaging 18, 19 points a game. The only player that was close, as I said, was Pitts, and she's gone. But I, looking at the schedule, I think it, it's very feasible to say Michigan State takes home court advantage tomorrow and wins. I don't think they're going to go down to Purdue and win. They've struggled mightily away from home. Again, the only big road win that they've registered was at Rutgers. Notre Dame, who I thought was going to be decent, has fallen off a cliff. Michigan at home. Michigan looks like another solid team, 7-6 and six in conference, 16-8. and eight. They'll be a tournament team. But at Illinois and Penn State, if you can win those two games, first of all, you don't have to go into the conference tournament with one of those first four games, 11, 14, 12, 13. I think they'll avoid that, but to answer your question, Rabs, I think they're probably a ninth or 10th best team in the Big Ten right now. They're better than the bottom dwellers, Penn State, Illinois, Wisconsin. They're, it's Nebraska, them, and Minnesota are really all in this same general tier, but I do expect them to avoid finishing in the conference basement. And all things considered, I wouldn't say it's a disappointment. No, I I know Collins keeps asking everybody's merchant on the hot seat. Yeah, I, I had to bring that up. I, I, I had to bring that up. But I'm just asking the questions the fans want to hear. Well, asking the, the, the hard hitting questions. The, fa- right the fans have no clue oh. what goes on with the door to door. I mean, the the coaching job, in my opinion, the coaching job that Merchant has done has been sensational. I mean, this team, it's not even. The sheer amount of injuries, it's been the timing of the injuries. If this would have happened in November, you still have all of non-conference play to really groom people in. But when you're losing Shea Colley, Victoria Gaines, early part of conference play, I mean, struggling with injuries. I mean, they started off 7-2 and when these people were healthy, so it's not like they were doing bad, but they fell off a cliff. You're getting a lot of people, crucial experience, and... This team, yes, they're 12 and 12. It doesn't look pretty on paper, but the difficulty of the schedule, Michigan, non-conference Michigan, West Virginia, Syracuse, Notre Dame, yeah, it goes on and on and on and on in terms of just the overall difficulty in with all the injuries, with just the overall inconsistency, for them to play meaningful basketball of any kind, I think, just speaks to the testament of where Merchant handles this program. I mean, no, the WNIT is not the NCAA tournament, but it's not the CBI either. So for me, no, I would not characterize the season as a disappointment because you've seen people like Mo Joyner show what they can bring to the program. You've seen people like Kayla Bellas, who's finally started to wake up, who's in a good little stretch, scored double digits each of the last two games. She's starting to look like the possible five of the future. Julia Ayralt's starting to look a little bit better. Tori Osmond's starting to become a little bit more aggressive with her shot selection. So you're starting to see some of these bench pieces come together and as far as I'm concerned, no, I, I actually think the season is more of a success than anything else. Because if you take any teams, three senior captains, and you throw them out to the wayside, if you took Cassius Tillman and Arns out of Michigan State, you're probably looking at Yikes. a Northwestern Nebraska year. And that's exactly what this team has gone through. Is at the beginning of the year, nobody thought that the freshmen, Mo Joyner, Sidney Dodd, Eliza Winston, Julia Arold, would be called upon to really resurrect a team i thought we figured going into this year they'd be able to come on along at their own terms they would really be able to learn the college game but they wouldn't be thrown to the wolves but now with them being thrown to the wolves in a really bad time you're starting to see why they were brought to east lansing in the first place michigan state looks to get back at what was, what was that that escalated quickly 
Nice. Good, Collins. Look at Collins. Always Wait, putting the work back drop. in over there. Way to go. Nice drop there. Uh, Michigan State women's basketball looks to get back on. Or I'm sorry, not back on track, but make it two in a row. Keep the win streak going here uh, tomorrow against Minnesota at home. That game's at 7 o'clock. I assume you guys will be there covering yes, we the will. game. And, we will, and we're going to Purdue, too. On All Thursday, right. we're going to West Lafayette. Got to get those Susie Brownie points. I love it. At WDBM Sports, points. follow along for live updates and, and all that good stuff. Uh, you can also at impact89fm.org slash sports. Um, all of our content is there for men's and women's basketball. You can also check out the Breslin Breakdown, which is the Michigan State women's basketball podcast. The Impact Izone, as we all know, the world famous Michigan State men's basketball podcast. Both are also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So we know you're on your phone all day long. Do yourself a favor. Check them both out. Nathan Stearns, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. You enjoy your Sunday. Oh, will do. Absolutely. Now we have to bring on the uh, host of the Behind the Mask podcast. Also can be found on impact89fm.org slash sports or on Apple Podcast and or Spotify, whichever what a great just plug. suits your fancy. Fantastic. Ryan Collins, how are you back there? Chilling I mean, out? we just talked two seconds ago. But I'm doing great. How you doing? I felt, I, make sure you're doing I, I'm going right. to be honest, dude. I felt great about that drop, and then you, you t- cut in. Well, I didn't know what was going on. I felt good about I it. I thought you might have, because... You got to trust me. Because, yeah. you know, you Not are... for a second, it was an accident. You are known for sometimes, you know, you get a little... The fat fingers back there, you know. I do like, have fat fingers. The, the so. sausage finger. I do, too. A fellow sausage finger guy, but I don't know. But that was good. Yeah, thanks. Good job. I'm proud of you. Keep keep that up. Uh, not good. Michigan State hockey. <laughs> Michigan State hockey, not good. Um, you were at the game covering it on Friday, I believe, against yeah. Michigan. A uh, lot of buzz. First of all, let's talk about the buzz. White out, Mel Tucker dropping the puck there. What was the Atmo like? You know I love the, the Atmo. Atmo. It, How was it, it had a different vibe. I tweeted it on Friday. But, like, there's certain times when you go to an arena that you've been to a lot, you're just, just like, oh, like, it's just another game or something. Yep. It's like when I – like, my family's had season tickets for Michigan State football for since I was in sixth grade. There's just, like, a couple games where it's like, oh, this is a different vibe. It's like you get to the Michigan game, you get to Ohio State, different vibe in the stadium. That was like it's usually like that at Mun when Michigan comes to town, but it was even more amplified with the whiteout giving out free shirts. Shout out to Michigan State for getting out the students free shirts. They gave students free pizza too in the Huge. student section. So shout out to them for doing that. But it it was a really good environment until about five minutes into the game, and it just <laughs> got, it got real quiet. Shout out, dude, Michigan like their student section. There was a ton of them there. Yeah, it's a little. I don't know TV. how you sell those tickets if you're Michigan State. You can't allow that to happen, right? Uh, look, Michigan State 14, 14 and one on the season. They're ten, eight and one in conference play. Obviously, losing that game to Michigan five to one on Friday. Uh, again, not great. Uh, I think from the get go, you kind of felt like this was a team. I think Michigan State overall is a is a more well rounded team than Michigan. Michigan's a team that's come on pretty late. They've They're, won. I think they've won like. Eight games that are something They've lost like that. One game since winter break. Yes, exactly. That's the stat. Whatever I was trying to say, that makes more sense. <laughs> you were going to get there. At some yes, point. no, but and uh, they've played nine games in that span. So yes, eight exact, out of nine. That's what yeah, I was going there you for. Go. I'm so smart. Uh, <laughs> either way, the Big Ten, uh, the only team that's really fallen off and, and really hasn't been there from the beginning has been Wisconsin. But every other team right now is still in the mix. I mean, everyone's like three points away from each other. It's bizarre. Everyone's. I mean, the thing about it though is. For a while, it was like, okay, it's Michigan State, Notre Dame, Penn State, and Ohio State. Those are going to be the four teams that are to compete for the Big Ten. And in the last like month, Minnesota and Michigan have caught fire. Minnesota, a team where a lot of people were just saying, like, 
Is Bob Monstone the right guy for Minnesota? I know he had success. I believe at St. Cloud State or Minnesota State, one of those schools, but he was very good there. And they, they were struggling again for a second season in a row. And ever since they played in the Mariucci Classic, which, ba- which is basically Minnesota's GLI, and won that, they've been red hot. And, and Penn State's been the one constant, I think, in the conference. And Michigan State's been solid. But Michigan and you don't want to play Michigan and Minnesota. These guys could sneak in the tournament at this point. Yeah, Minnesota is sneaking up the pairwise rankings. They are in the top 16 right now. For I think they're, really four, they're either 14 or 15. Again, that's a team, too, that's come on really late, as you said. Uh, but I do want to get to this Michigan game first. Obviously, Michigan-Michigan State will play tomorrow night at Little Caesars Arena at the Duel in the D. Weird. That it's on yeah, a Monday. Sketchy, sketchy stuff. Sketchy. I, I'm sure there's something must be going on at the arena like this week, this weekend that I they couldn't. Did the Pistons play at home this weekend? No, that's bizarre. Monday night's a tough Concert one. Concert to maybe. Who knows? Uh, but either over way, over under five thousand people in the seats. Mm, I'd say over. Hopefully, yeah. I hope you'd hope, but uh, um, either way, that this game on Friday. Five to one loss, not the best performance from John Lethem, but again, hard to score, hard, hard to win games when you only score one goal. Uh, what was the overarching theme there as far as what you saw from Michigan State that led to their demise on Friday night at home? The overarching theme was this like lack of energy, and which is they, bizarre being a rivalry game. Yes, and I, I you could tell like Dan Cole said that the big game and the whole vibe didn't get to them. He said that in the press conference. I would argue it did. Because they were just shaky all night. Like, to start, Michigan was like, Michigan just, like, settled in. They were the most comfortable team, obviously. And and Michigan just outworked them after the first five minutes of the game, which is shocking because, as Dan Cole says, this group hasn't cheated us with effort all year. And to do that in probably one of the bigger home games in recent years, pretty disappointing. And and you could tell how disappointed and upset this team was. I mean, Sam Saliba and... The captain of the team, he had the one goal that they had on Friday night was like shaking. He was that mad, the like, talking about the game. He like he couldn't even get the words out without like you could see he wanted to put his fist through a wall because it, th- that's how shocking and disappointing the effort was. And in a game where they needed, they needed that game. Yeah, like that that that's a big, big, big like I I can't even describe how big of a like <laughs> not it's not like season defining or ending, but like. You're probably not winning the bid time anymore. Like you got to, you got to take care of home ice, yeah. especially against a rival. Now you got to win the duel in the D, and that's a must win, like a must must win if you want to have a chance at the NCAA tournament, and if you want to have a chance at a home game at the in the yeah, tournament like too. they might lose a home game at this point. Like at, at Michigan State announced, I think last week that they were starting to sell tickets for possibility of Michigan State hosting a home bid ten game. They better buckle down because they got three week. They, they got Monday, and then they got to play Ohio State on Friday and Saturday next week and month, and then they got to go on the road to South Bend. It, you you got to think they got to win maybe four out of those four out of those five games to get home. Not home ice to have a chance at making the tournament and winning the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean this this Monday night game against Michigan it's a is must a must. Win. It's become a must win, and I would even say the game Friday was a must win too because those are games that you're 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 better than than that team. I and, you know what I will say this: I think Mich- Michigan is a completely different team since the winter break. 
they they looked this flat out better than Michigan State. And Strauss man too, by the way. People talk he didn't about, have any work though. People, in front of right. Him. People talk about John Lethman is is I mean, he's had an absolutely incredible year and he's deservedly in the talk for to win the Hobie. But Strauss man has had a tremendous year for Michigan as Fantastic. well. Fantastic. Um they're they're lucky to have him in that. But yeah, as you said Have you seen his pads? Yeah, it's at the emoji M. He uses like the, you know what I mean. The, yeah, it's like bizarre. I don't the hate Bauer, The Bauer pads stink. They don't. It just. I don't. Oh, I like the Bauer pads. I don't like. I mean, you can do a lot with them, but I'm not a. I'm, I'm not a Vaughn guy. Though. I'm a Vaughn guy through the and through. The old Icebergs. Shout out Jimmy, all wear Jimmy Vaughn. Howard. Uh, Spencer Wright, uh, Deritter, and Leftman all wear Vaughn. Yeah. Shout out Manny Legacy, by the way, too. Um, yeah, but between Michigan, you see Ohio State twice, the Notre Dame twice as well. I mean, you you really do have to win four. I mean, yeah. it, it's like yeah. aside from from this Michigan game too. Like you, I'm sorry, including the Michigan game, I should say. But there's there's not a lot of room for error here as far you as you have one. to sweep almost. Yeah, I mean, you have to, to to have a chance. And again, between with Ohio State and Penn State being being who they are, and you have Minnesota surging late. I don't know if this team is, as far as the way the schedule works out, I'm not sure if you really have a chance to win the Big Ten anymore. It's not but that, though. It's, like it's Making trying... the tournament's the goal now. It is, yeah. And that was a big blow, losing on Friday night, and the way they did it. It wasn't even a close hockey game. It, like at, Michigan State did not get any pucks deep. Their forecheck was non-existent. Like, Michigan runs a neutral zone like trap. They just couldn't like figure it out all night, which is something – you might blame Dan Cole for if they they just weren't ready to play, but it honestly just looked like the moment was too big for them. I, like point blank, they just like were not ready to play in that type of environment, and which is surprising because they did two weekends ago against Penn State. Yeah, like those were high quality hockey games which they showed up for. And for a white, by the way, it wasn't a whiteout. They tried it like they got all the shirts on the seats and stuff. No one wore the shirts. You got to commit to it, guys. Yeah. You got to wear the shirts when they give them out. They're cool shirts, too. But I, it, if you're a Michigan State hockey fan, you're kind of like, Ugh. Yeah. The That's season's not feels, over, yeah. but, like, you put yourself behind the eight ball here for the last couple games of the Big Ten regular season. Does it also, with going forward, as you said, they, they have to win these. Like They have to win on Monday. But does it concern you then that they haven't swept a series since sweeping Wisconsin? No, because the Big Ten's so difficult, and it I, it would concern me if they've been swept a couple of times, but they really haven't been swept either. So I I just think that's just like how tough the Big Ten is. It's hard to win, beat a team two, ta- two yeah, times yeah. in two days. But that that to me is the next the next level that you're waiting for Michigan State hockey to go is where like you can walk into a weekend and go they're gonna go get two wins here, you know. And again, the, as Colin said. The Big Ten is that good to where if you look at the standings, everyone is within like a handful of points of each other. So there's no – the Wisconsin's the one team that really has not been close all year long, and they're still a pretty talented program over there. They've got the best NHL talent in the conference. They do, which is, again, how they're not winning games is bizarre. But but either way, it's you're waiting for Michigan State to take that next step to where they're not just teetering above around 500. You know that's the thing with the Big Ten is everyone beats the crap out of each other. So it's like to be 500 is you know you'll take it any day of the week. But but as as we said, I don't want to beat the dead horse here of Michigan and Michigan State will play tomorrow at Little Caesars Arena. Must win the duel, Madi. Must win game 7 p.m. puck drop. Get out there if you can. It'll be a good game and they need probably get tickets for like ten dollars. Yeah, pretty cheap. Go um, there if you would like to. No, yeah, if you'd no like to. Yeah, I'll be you there. Don't, you don't have to. If you want I'll to, be there. But if you if you want, you can. Yeah. I would never tell you to go. Yeah, that is true, yeah. But 
if you want. You can. You, you have can. that freedom. It's as a yeah. possibility. There are a lot of choices that you can make in this world, and that's one of them. Yes, but but again, uh, Ryan Collins, Behind the Mask Podcast. Check them out, Apple Podcasts and We're doing Spotify. live play-by-play, too, m- tomorrow. Live play-by-play. So 88.9 on your radio, or again, impact89fm.org slash listen live. Who's on the I call? Johnny Supan and I. Are you doing color or play by play? Color this game. Ooh. I need to get on that. Some I analysis. Go, I gotta be I gotta be like Paul Woods. You know <laughs> Pucks uh the Red Wings uh get the uh, puck in the uh, yeah, he's uh tough. Paul Woods. He's he's an old man too. Great name. Paul Woods. Paul Woods. Yeah. Standard name. Okay. Um but all right, Ryan Collins, thank you for your input here from MSU hockey. You are you. greatly welcome. We appreciate that you. Didn't make any sense. No, I no, I, no, I like it. I felt the love. You're greatly welcome. It was, I was trying it was, to give it was you, a little weird. Have you guys ever watched Curb where he's like trying to get a, the perfect like status like a bow? He's trying to find out like how to perfectly represent how appreciative he is. <laughs> no, no. I, I did watch no. a couple clips with your Funkhauser guy last night or whatever. The Funk Man. Yeah. Funk a, man. The, rest in peace, Funk Man. Weird. Did he die because of his voice? You know, is this part no. of the problem? No, but no, stop. Don't talk about the Funk Man. I'm just way. asking a question. The Funk but Man. But I like, ruled. I was watching the clip where it's like the, the accidental text on purpose. It's a great, that a is great a great move. move. Used it before. <laughs> All right. A uh, lot to do here still today. Uh, the Sparty Awards are coming up. I know everyone's very anxious and, and waiting patiently, so we thank you for that. Uh, if you want to join the show, text us 517-884-8989, or you can tweet us as well, at WDBM Sports, hashtag, it's just the worst word in the world, man. Hashtag GW Report. I hate it. Is that Maybe it's, that's on me. That's hashtag like a, GW Report. There, you, can you start doing it? I'm just going to start pointing to you when we get to I that got point. You. I hate it. Use the hashtag GW Report. Thank you. Thank you, Julian Mitchell. Uh, don't turn the channel, folks. We'll be right back. Green and White Report. In the small town of Elmira, New York, a boy was born into an all-American family. The odds of him achieving his dream in the fashion industry... One in 23 million. The odds of having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. I am Tommy Hilfiger, and my family is affected by autism. Learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. He's going to have to throw downfield. He's got Brandon Boyer right in his face. Thrown down towards the field. Well short of the end zone. Going to get batted down. Michigan State wins. 21-17. Now that we have your attention, volunteer positions are always open with the Impact Sports Team. Get experience covering Michigan State athletics and producing sports content, including articles, podcasts, videos, live play-by-play, and so much more. No prior experience is needed. Visit impact89fm.org slash volunteer for more information. Join the team at Impact Sports. Sports! Welcome back to the Green and White Report. <laughs> a little Justin Bieber to get the juices flowing on a Sunday. This is the new album. Collins, not a, I don't know. Why this kind of hits. Yeah, you know what? I hate to admit it, but the more it's... It ki- kind of slaps. You know dude, don't be a hater. This is a <laughs> banger, dude. Not, not a, a hater. I love Justin Bieber. 
video. Well, I think Con- Confident with Chance the Rapper, one of my favorite songs. Never heard it. Just oh my god, that last song. album, Ooh. all bangers. Uh, so no, good. All bangers. You know, I would say like when you're at the bar and and the rare chance that Baby comes on, it's hard not to get moving. I know that whole <laughs> ludicrous verse. Do you really? Yes. Go bar actually, for bar. That's I actually believe you. That on was that one of my line. moves that I thought would get girls. It didn't work. Really? Yeah. Oh, so they, you know, they do the the singing that, part of it. If that doesn't work, what is supposed it to work? It was gonna be a perfect duet. They do the singing part, and then I go, "When I was third, and it didn't yeah, work. didn't work." How old is that Shot song? That's gotta be like a 2008 song, isn't it? I mean, that's. I think he was young in that. He was. I think he was 13, right? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> am I just saying that because that's the the line of when he was. I mean, Dude, that song came out in fifth grade was, and took over my world. It was 2009. It took over my world. No, but back then it was cool. Like you had to be like tough guy. Like, oh yeah, I don't like Justin. No, Bieber. I, I was in the, always on the camp. Like this, really? this hits. <laughs> this hits. Oh, All the kids are calling Kyle's names. He's like, you guys don't know good I'm music. I'm secure in my masculinity. Okay, That's good. Look, I love it. I love Proud it. Fifth grade, Collins was was feeling it. Dude, it, you're just lying yourself if it. you weren't. If you didn't hear one time. And that didn't get your toes tapping in fifth grade. You're just lying to yourself. You're what right. a great music video, too. Such a good music video. Takes hey, uh, hey, 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 Justin, can you look after my house? Why don't we continue to, to ride the love train here? Our Sparty Awards today, we have uh, things for single people to do on Valentine's Day. So without further ado, do we have it queued up, Collins? Are we ready to go? This is this week's edition of the Sparty Awards. Ladies and gentlemen, the Green and White Report is proud to present this week's edition of the Sparty Awards, brought to you by Impact Sports. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Rabinowitz and Julian Mitchell. Thank you, voice of Nathan Stearns. I always love when Stearns is in the studio when we play that. That's awesome. I know. He always smiles. He does those little half smile because yeah, he, he knows. It's like, that's me. You game, know what it is. Game recognized game. Uh, okay, as we said, uh, things for single people to do on Valentine's Day. Julian and myself are bachelors. Uh, Ryan Collins. Eligible. Also eligible bachelor. He's never. Have you ever had a girlfriend? Is that, I know we're getting, I don't want to get personal. Not really, no. Because Colin is a single man for life. Yeah, I, 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 I've said before. It's from the not, womb not, to the tomb. Not for life, as in like you'll always be single. But up to this point, hey, Collins, it's from the womb to the <laughs> tomb. I feel like I'm getting sewered no, over no, here. No, no, no. I've always said Collins is the one guy in the friend group where it's like once he couples off and finds a lady, it's like damn, you know what I mean? Like we lost one. Like that's. Every, no, or every, to be like, really? <laughs> no, think, no, no, no. When Collins gets one, it's like in Good Will Hunting when, when Ben Affleck's character shows yes. up to the house and he's like, yes. this sucks, but I'm happy for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Like You'll never Collins. see me again. Yeah, exactly. It's like, damn, man. Like, that's like every friend group's got the one guy where you just love that he's single because he's just always for the boys yep. and going to do everything. That's kind I know and Collins it's just is like, the yep, blue guy. See ya. Yeah. Never talk to you <laughs> never again. Never talk to you again. Yes. Um, if you want to join the conversation here, agree, disagree with things to do. If you are a single person yourself and have some tips as well, you can uh, text us 517-884-8989 or tweet us at WDBM Sports. Hashtag GW Report. Thank you. I love we need to start doing that. There, I, I was like, I don't oh, it's happening myself. now. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I can't embarrass myself anymore. Um, okay. 
So obviously Valentine's Day was Friday. Uh, so some of these things that I actually did myself, but I guess I'll I'll kick it off today. We'll change things up. You got it. Uh, number one thing for a single person to do on Valentine's Day: uh, go bowling with the boys, with the girls, whatever. Uh, I hate bowling. I really do. Really? I think it's a dumb sport. I think professional bowling is stupid. Wow. Um, but. Okay, I don't know. You really don't like it that much? Bowling is so fun. Get out of here. I don't. Not not a big bowling. Yeah, guy. you can't, you're taking some shots because I love bowling. By My grandparents way, are actually bowlers. Are they really? Yeah. Well, yeah, they have like, like gloves. Le- legit. Yeah. Their own ball. Yeah, my I dad know. has his own ball. Takes very like he takes a lot of pride in that. I used that he to have has my own, own ball. ball. Had my initials on it and everything. I just That's I don't think elite. I'm. I think it's because like the one. It's one of the sports that I'm not very good at, so I'm just resentful. But by the way, R.I.P. <laughs> to Spartan Lanes. Dude, well, yeah, yeah, what is that? Whose idea was that? They got to pay Mel Tucker, dude. They got to what went on to do. <laughs> yeah, you know how much it costs. Uh, by the way, dude, Spartan Lanes at the Union, no scoreboards. Like, no, you have to hand score. It's, it's a grinder place, dude. <laughs> yeah, hot. it's hot as hell in there. <laughs> free bowling on Wednesdays. But that was time. a staple. I remember my freshman year, the first time going to a Wednesday free bowling. It's packed. No one knows how to score, so you're just yeah, throwing you're balls. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like well, we've been here for three hours. How many games do we play? Like, I don't know. Place. I will say though, that dude, is, dude, that's that's a prideful place. I love that place. That's Great. one. That's one thing where I can look back on, and I'm like, I am so glad I got to. I went to a Wednesday. I went once. I bowled there one time, and I'm so glad I did it before it got taken away. Yeah, it's I don't not, know, it, how, how you how do you not like just like renovate it? Like how do you? Yeah, even I don't know what they're doing. I think it's open till the end of the year. No, it's closed, dude. I'm pretty sure I you can't get down there. It's anymore. closed now. Really? The door's locked. Yeah. They wow. put a door on it. You know, it should be like an open corridor. They put the, yeah. they put a door on it. I think it's shut down. That's very wow. sad. We gotta R. pay. R. Gotta pay Mel's salary. But wow. yeah, uh, if if it was open, you could go there with the boys on Valentine's Day. You know, hang out because Valentine's Day. Like I, I don't know if couples go bowling. You know, I don't know if they go bowling on you, Valentine's This will Day. actually make you laugh. My roommate for his Valentine's Day date went bowling. <laughs> really? That's cute. That's awesome. I'm, I mess with it. That's cool. But yeah. That's very funny. Bowling with the boys. There I like that one. I like that one. My next one, it, it's what I did. You candy, junk food, treat yourself to something. I did. I treat have no yourself. money. I'm a broke boy, but yeah. I live in the dorm. So what I did, made myself a little milkshake, enjoyed oh. it, a little McFlurry action. Do something like that. Just treat yourself a little bit. Get some sweets and just, you got to indulge. Treat, have you ever seen Parts and Rock? Yeah, treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, I, me and Julian just go out to the Meridian Mall and just start buying expensive things. <laughs> that would be a great I would love it. Day. Walking to Campus Den, I want all of this. It's a treat yourself. <laughs> So I will funny. I will piggyback on that one. I would say another good thing for single people to do, take advantage of the Valentine's Day food deals. Huge. Like I know they do like the heart, like the Hungry Howie's has the heart yep. pizza. You get yourself one of that those. That stinks. That's so or basic. Or you go you go to Qdoba though. You go to Qdoba and they have they have that thing going on where if you kiss someone or something, it's like a buy one, get one free burrito. So go in there by yourself, you know. Collins and I, we were, that's so funny. Collins and I went to. I took him to get a burrito or a, a bowl because he's trying burrito to watch Wednesday. his weight. Burrito Wednesday. I took him there late night. Remember we were here for Final Rose. Yeah, I took yeah, him there, yeah. And they had that sign up there, and I was like, "Hey, it might not be a bad play. You lean over the counter, ask for a little kiss for the burrito thing." Yeah, that's, <laughs> what if Yo, that's doing that? a move. 
You're like, and hey, then the, and then the employee hits you with the ladle. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, yeah. Yeah, you're never allowed in an yeah. establishment again. Yeah, sir, please don't lean over the glass. But yeah, you go in there, go to Qdoba, go, oh, I'll just kiss my hand and you can give me a free burrito. So take advantage of those deals out there. You I know? like that. The deals are huge. Deals are huge. All right, my my next one, a sucker form. You have something similar um, on yours that kind of goes with this one, I'm going to say. So it got rom-coms, yeah. comedies. Sit yourself down. Watch a little movie. I love if I if I don't got the love in my life, I'll watch someone else be in love. Yeah, like I can't get yep. enough of single on Valentine's yeah. Day watching Julia Roberts and, and Richard Gere just hit it off. It just makes what me happy. Is that? Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. That's, right. that's your go to rom com. It's not my go to, but like that's a that, it's a solid one. Julia I've Roberts. Never seen it. We don't talk Richard about her. Richard Gere like kind of freaks me out. I don't really? know what it is. It's the gray hair. He freaks you out. You know who freaks me out? Going weird people who just kind of Hugh Grant. I don't know what it is. Yeah, Hugh Grant's had a really weird vibe to him. Yeah. Like you watch Notting Hill and you're like, okay. I don't know who these people are. Hugh Grant, know. the guy from he's in Love Actually, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a million people. There's in a lot of people in that one. I, I, I did I, to your point with movie. I watched Toy Story four. Was not emotionally ready to watch that movie. Oh, dude, I I cried in three and four. Four, I literally was like. Ten minutes in, I was crying. Yeah, it's. it's I was tough. like, "What are we doing here?" I gotta watch. I still. That's one I haven't oh, seen yet. I gotta rewatch it. It's so good, man. They're all great. I gotta rewatch that. They're um, good. But yeah, I I want to piggyback on yours too. Movie marathon alone. That's a good one. And I don't know what it is. And I have I have another one that I'll wrap it up with that I I think sums it up pretty well. But there's something about watching other people be in love. You're like, ah, that's you know good for them, you know. Good for them. Yeah, when I when I, I saw the rose see petals, other people in love on Valentine's. Like, good for them. It makes you happy a little like, bit. Oh, Valentine's Day is such a fraud holiday. No, it's not. It's not. I'm a big look. In the next time I enter into a relationship, whether it be tomorrow, three months from now, or tomorrow. thirty years from now. Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying though. If you're single, you don't care. Like you just like no, I, it doesn't a, affect my life. I I went to the store. I got my three roommates little boxes of chocolates. Like I think it's, it's something. Dude, you're to such at least, a mom. Oh my god. It's something to at least acknowledge <laughs> friendships and relationships and whatnot. I, I will say this: my mom usually sends me a card every year. Didn't get a card this year. Wow. Dang. Amory. Amory on the hot seat. Actually, she was in Florida, but <laughs> on whatever. The hot seat. <laughs> On the hot seat for what? What are you going to do? Like, not talk to your mom anymore? No, I always talk to my mom. Hey, mom, we're going to go separate ways. I think we're going to look for other moms. Well, I'm just saying, I usually get a box of rainbow nerds. (laughs) Mom, you're on the trading block. I I know you pay for my tuition, but is that enough? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Your next one. I like it. My next one, watch your favorite show. Sit down, watch The Office, Parks and Rec. Just laugh. Yeah. <laughs> just feel good about you're, you're alone, but oh my get God. something that's funny. That was yeah. so depressing. Yeah. It is. It's just try to laugh. laugh. Laugh through the pain. Smile. Just through laugh the pain. a little bit. But Give do you some actually smiles. care? Like, that you're, like no, yeah. no, I don't, I don't, really, no one cares. I don't care. I definitely, for a girls minute. Girls do, though. It's kind of weird. I don't get that. Some girls, like, they yeah, make a big deal they, out of yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah, they love to play out, like, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm so single. I'll be single forever. It's like, I, I but like I they doubt it. there is something to be said about enjoying your time as a single person on Valentine's uh, yeah. Day. Because eventually, you know, if it all works out, one you're day. You're saving money. Yeah, you are saving money. But eventually, one day, if it all works out, you know, you're going to be obligated. And I'm t- it's funny talking to, like, my dad walked in, and I. this is one of mine, too. I guess I'll just bring this up. My, yeah. A good one is going to dinner with your parents. So both my parents came up, and my little brother came up, and my dad walks in. I actually went to the store and proactively got my mom flowers to give to her unprovoked. No one told me to do this. Oh, wow, that's nice. And Big I was very up. proud of myself that I did this. Your uh, dad was probably rattled. My dad, my, my dad, my dad walks in my house because he's like he walks in my house to come. I'm sitting alone watching the Michigan State hockey game, and he's like, "Are those for me?" And I go, "Of course they're not for you." He goes, "Did you get them for mom?" 
I go, yeah. He's like, dude, I didn't get her anything. Like, can you tell him they're from us? I'm like, how would it be from us? Like, you, <laughs> from us. You're an hour away. He's like, I didn't get her anything. I'm like, why would you not? I, I, I knew I should have texted my dad and told him to get her, get her, my dude, mom. Dude, you something. are a complete scumbag. Yeah, that you sucks. Are, how? Are, that's, did, you, did you say they were from us? No, scumbag. I walked you just out. Then my mom, then my mom was like, "Mom was like, it's nice that someone remembered." And my dad like looked wow. back at me, and my brother's just like, "Oh, geez. dude." I will say this: that is maybe one of the biggest like just showing someone up right there. How that's to like get hitting your mom a home run get... and taking the bat with you the first base, and that's a stab in the back too from your own son to oh, walk in know, and be like, "Yo, can you say this is from us?" And then he's like, "Ah, no." My Spare brother me. does this all the time. My brother's a little bit financially in better <laughs> standing than me and my sister are. So, like, for my mom's birthday or, like, Valentine's Day, he sends her, like, all this, like, great stuff, gets her great gifts, and I'm like, here's an almond joy, Mom. I love you. <laughs> like, that, that's it. That, that, your dad is... You're definitely not the like. You're not the favorite son. Your brother's priority one. I don't now. know. How am I getting slack for, or flag for getting my mom flowers? I don't there's nothing that. wrong with getting your mom flowers, but there's got to be communication. Yeah. Don't you think that my dad should have maybe got my mom Probably. something for Valentine's? He goes, he goes, I'm fifty. He's like, I'm fifty-five years old. We don't do that stuff anymore. I'm like, she probably like. You know how women are. Like, she probably would have liked that. Yeah. Oh, I don't want anything. What they do though. They do want something. Love Guru Ryan Rabinowitz. Love Guru. <laughs> Just saying. It's like, I'm fine. They're not fine. I don't want anything for Valentine's Day. They want something. You know, you have to do it. So, but either way, <laughs> I went to dinner with my parents. It took forever to eat at Champs, boat by Eastwood. Again, if you want to go eat there, you can. I'm not telling you to. Yep. You do whatever you want. It's one of the many places you can eat. You can eat. You are allowed to do that in this country. But it took way too long to get food. Food was good, though. I had a nice uh, Reuben. That was very Uh-oh. good. Or not a Reuben, a prime rib, French dip, something. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, go to dinner with your parents. French dip, all-time messy meal. Yeah, I could. No, you know what? Oh, you ate those wings pretty well. I think you'd do fine with the French dip. I still would never talk about that. The au jus. Just the drippy, the au jus. execution you had on those wings. Did we not talk about that? No, we did tier. not. Yeah, we went to uh, cr- uh, Crunchy's. Again, one of the many spots you can eat in this city. You don't have to. I'm not going to tell you to eat there, but you can if you want. But we went to Crunchy's, a uh, staple of, of uh, East Lansing, and Ryan Collins got 12, I think, hot wings, buffalo wings. And Ryan Collins, on the surface, looks like a guy who every time he eats, there's just food all over his face. Well, that is the taste. That is, like, if my mom is listening to this, she just knows I am the worst eater. And I, like, I'll somehow get, like, food in my hair. Like, I don't know how, what's going on. You have, you have I the get face, after you have the face you of a guy who just cannot get food into his mouth without a problem. But, I don't know how to, like, use a fork properly. It's caused me problems along the, ro- along the way. First of all, Ryan, I've never seen anyone eat a chicken wing vertically. Ryan Collins will stick the wing in like it's like a pencil going into yep. his mouth, and then he just pulls it out in like one beautiful motion, and all the meat's off the bone. And he, he did it with one hand. Yeah. It was a one- He's he texting. One he's on, yep, he's <laughs> texting on one hand. He's hit like, what are the boys doing? Like, what, when are we getting the beers out? He's throwing out some flares on Tinder, swiping around, and then and the, not a uh, Tinder guy, not a Tinder. Hinge, guy. Bumble, N- neither. No free ads. But then, <laughs> just beautifully, uh, right up, boom, clean bone. 
I'll tell you though, if you watch me eat chips, it's a completely different story. That like chips will be everywhere. Like I ate a whole box of Cheez Its last night. Yeah, this is true. I can confirm. I was getting Snapchats I, all night. I long. saw that as well. I was just the shoveling them in my mouth. I woke up this morning with Cheez It residue all over <laughs> me. All over me. I, just, I think of that and I think of you remember um Fat Al from Toy Story? He wakes up with the, the cheese dust all yeah. over his fingers. <laughs> What is that? Is that the guy who plays Newman in Seinfeld? Yeah, shout out that yeah, guy. Yeah, hilarious. Newman. Great character. Hello, Jerry. <laughs> Newman. Um, but yeah, what are we talking about? How do we Single get to Single Valentine's that? Day. How, I know, but how do we get to Colin's eating? Oh, yeah. Dinner with your parents? They're with their parents, yeah. But Colin's uh, f- a phenomenal job. Ate all the wings, got through all of them. Not a, not a mess in sight. Well, I ordered 12 wins. This is like, okay, 12 wins is standard. Yeah. And I was like, why is it $15? Just everything on the menu at Crunchy yeah. is pretty cheap. And I go, oh, now I, I was units. I, I was in for a battle. Whole chickens. You I, did. You I, you finished it, though. You almost gave up, but we didn't let you. I did not yeah. feel good after that. I will tell you that. Well, all right. That was, that was one of mine. So, all right. do you have anything left? I, don't even, I do. Yeah. I do. One of them. Oh, yeah. You have two more. Okay. Uh, I, man, we'll have one more because you the one I, the other one that's in there you kind of said it. Okay. Uh, the other one I have is video games. I yeah, hop, that's good. hopped on two K, little my GM action, Get and was just park. making moves. Yeah, yeah. I got to the ball. Oh. I played two K is the best game. Oh. It is. They do the the my player is so great. It's oh just, my goodness! I, I played franchise mode on NHL twenty for probably two and a half hours in this like couple days ago. Dude, they've ruined franchise mode and like Madden and NHL. It's just not the same. It doesn't yeah. hit the same. It's just not. Two K just has it down though. Dude, like you uh, can, if the, if Ronnie Two K just wasn't an idiot, it would be the greatest team of all time. People cheat in Two K, and it really upsets. Oh yeah, me. when you met like seven foot point guards, and you just yeah, yeah like how is he me. a seven foot point guard? And I, I, my guy sits three and cannot shoot threes, and his <laughs> takeover is sharpshooter. Ronnie Two K, explain that to me. Who is Ronnie 2K? The guy who does the player rankings in 2K. Oh. And he sucks at basketball, if you saw in the Celebrity All-Star game. Yeah, it's not, he's not great. Bring back Rachel Demina, too. Interesting. It's my girl. Bring back Rachel Demina. Loved 2K TV. Big fan. Okay, so this is, is this my last one now to wrap it up for the Spartan Awards? So, yeah. Okay, this is a one. This is going to cause some controversy, but you can get, a, get yourself upset by looking at couples' Instagram pictures. Yeah. It's always a good thing to do. I did that. It I, sounds like I you really guilty. wanted to be in a relationship this Valentine's no, Day. It's, was... I, I have look, I have a lot of love to give. I'm a hopeless <laughs> romantic. I'm just saying, whatever girl comes on the mark, whatever girl is lucky enough to to settle with to settle for anyone me. Anyone who's ready to lock this down. Anyone <laughs> anyone who's willing to settle for me, you're gonna have a great Valentine's Day. Wait, settle. I love it. Really? No, no yeah. one's settling. Selling your sh- self yeah. short. You're a anyone catch. who wants you're to settle. Do you ever I, make it competitive? With other people, like I saw some guys with like flowers. I'm like, I could do better. I just think there's a part of me in the back of my mind where, like, let's say I were to be in a relationship in the future on Valentine's Day. Oh, the girls like to post like, oh, like how sweet. You know, I got, you got the chocolate, the fl- the flowers. Oh yeah. You, it's I'm going to embarrass people on Valentine's Day. Like I, you I want to, dude. Are I you wanna, kidding me? I you stink. Be the guy, Why do you want to do that? I want to be the guy that treats my my. Significant other so you well. Say, you say that now, that and then you're spending like two hundred fifty dollars. But on then Valentine's a different Day. girl is like, "Why don't you spoil me like this?" Then I'm getting a text like, "Dude, what are you like? Why are you setting the bar?" Like I get guys like Collins like, "Why are you doing this to me?" I would, yeah, I would do that. <laughs> but yeah, you can look at other look at other people's pictures on Instagram. Just make you you know, there's beauty in the pain. 
Maybe. I don't know. Is that, a, is that a phrase? Why is there pain? There's no pain. <laughs> I, for some people, there might be. You get a little bit of both. Because sometimes I do get the feeling of like, ooh, it's like, hmm. I could do this. Okay, but I also hear- get the feeling of like, I really don't feel like wasting two hours of my day typing out a post about how much I love you. You want to hear the meanest text message I've ever received in my entire life? This is from probably my best friend since kindergarten. This kid texts me, and I we have like a big group chat. And I just go, dude, Toy Story 4, I'm very emotional watching this. And he goes, nah, it's probably the fact that you, it's Valentine's Day and you've been alone for 20 years. <laughs> I go, shit. It was so, oh I was gosh. like, oh, I, was, I wasn't thinking about that, but now I am. <laughs> Jeez. I, I was like, God, Will, cut to the core. That was Will? Jeez. Yeah. Did you tell him about the corner three? Oh, yeah. He was really appreciative of it. Corner three. Corner three. Um, by the way, my Lululemon uh, bathing suit just shipped. Awesome. Spring break in full effect. Yes. How's the how's the diet coming? Good. Um, I'm down ten pounds. I think I've been down ten pounds for a couple. I, my weight fluctuates so much to where I, I'll wake up one day and I'll look great in the mirror, and then I'm like weighing you know ten pounds less than what I was, and then the next day I'll like be up two pounds. Th- yesterday I ate horribly. The last two days I ate like all my Valentine's Day candy. I probably won't eat it all today. <laughs> I don't recommend that. Don't. Fu- but I. When I, you know what, dude? It is what it is, man. I'm trying my best. I'm work. I haven't missed a gym day in like two months. It is what it is. Wow. I'm not a skinny guy. Yeah. I, 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 not that I go every day, but the days I'm supposed to go, I'm there all the time. You look good. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not, not noticeably fat. You're you know not. I mean? You're not fat. You're. You're a guy who's like, wow. He's got broad shoulders. Yeah. Big yeah, bone. Yeah. yeah. You just. You're a unit. But I will say, like, the way I would describe myself is I was at Starbucks this weekend with an old teacher of mine from high school. We were working on setting up a golf outing for this year, and a homeless man walked in, and he was asking for money, but he patted me on the shoulder and goes, hey, what's up, big guy? That's that's how you know, like, there's still work to be done. No, I'm always big guy, you know? I, being a former fat guy, big fellow and big guy, (laughs) there's something endearing about it, but in the same fact, it's insulting. Yeah, it's like, why are you not not calling him big guy? Yeah, it's a, hey, what up, big fella? (laughs) When someone says, hey, big fella, you're like, that's pretty cool they called me big fella. (laughs) But on the other hand, it's kind of insulting. But what yeah. what hurts more? Because I've gotten Lil Man before. Lil Man's way yeah, worse. Lil- that's that's way worse. Hurts. Yeah. Like, that's the type of stuff. I got a burn book for you. Like, your name's going in there. Lil yeah. Man. It's like the guy in Billy Madison where he's just crossing names yeah. off his list. I'm glad I called that guy. It's, it's just like someone calls Julian Lil Man, and he's like, yep. another guy in the book. Hate it. Yep. Hate it. That's awesome. Um, But either way, let's, why don't we do a little bit of the the... NBA All-Star Weekend, we'll go to break, we'll do Bachelor to finish up. Is that cool with you? Yeah, let's do a little NBA All-Star. Okay, so I was watching the slam dunk. I watched it all last night. Snapchats were fantastic. My my two roommates were working. One of them's not up here right now, so I was all alone for like the entire day after I saw 1917. Yeah, and if you want to see it, go ahead. If not, who cares? Um, But the slam dunk contest... It's back. <laughs> and then, I mean, it, dude, I was sending you guys Snapchats of between, what's the guy's name, Derek Jones or whatever? Derek, Derek Jones Jr. Jr. And Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon. I, like, Aaron Gordon probably got snubbed. And the fact that he like is like, oh, I'm not going to do it anymore, it's just ridiculous. Like, like, grow up. Like, who cares if you win the slam dunk contest? You know, but it was awesome. Zach Levine not doing it, biggest coward move I've ever seen in my entire That's life. The, now I understand it. Why? Because Aaron to... Gordon has been robbed twice now. Politics. I, I'd be done with this. First of all, the taco fall dunk, it didn't look good. That's why. That's why he lost. He did he did kind of rub his junk on the back of his head. But he's the guy six hey, seven foot five. Yeah, seven yeah. five. Why was Taco there? Is he not he's not an all-star? Oh, he didn't just, they vote him in? No. Up. 
that's All Star Weekend. You just got to pull up. It's, yeah. it's the biggest party yeah, but of the year. Is he even on the Celtics right now, or is he on like the main lobsters? Whatever the. I think he's still on the Celtics. Is he? I Who think? knows? I don't know. Something. I don't know. Love Taco. I feel like Taco should not be like front row though at the All Star game. He needs to be there. I do want to shout out before getting into Derek Jones, Pat Connaughton. That the white men can't jump. That was great nice. move. That Ooh. was a great move. I, and I, knew, I knew it was that. coming. I knew it was coming too. I love it. I should have tweeted it. Like he's gonna go. White man can't jump. Yeah, well, first, first dunk. I don't think people like. He embraced it. He did. He kind of got robbed too. His dunk was sick. He had a really good dunk. I yeah. don't think of Pat Connaughton as a guy who can get up there, but he threw down some nice dunks. Pat Connaughton, low key a piece. Low key, <laughs> he's smooth with it. Also, a classic. He's a classic guy. Every single time they bring Pat Connaughton up, it's like when they bring Stafford up with, uh, like, he knows Clayton Kershaw every single time. Well, you know, Pat Connaughton had a great fastball as he pitched for Notre Dame's baseball yeah. team every single time without no That's fail. what, when we were setting up for the, the dunk you did in the, what the white man can't jump stuff on, Kenny, I think, yeah, I think it was Kenny. Kenny's like, you know, he played baseball. It's like, yep. He should have rifled, he should have rifled one off the glass from like half court, just caught it midair and dunked it. That would have been cool. But there were some, I mean, the Aaron Gordon off the backboard 360 with his arm extended the entire time was insane. Like, I toppled over. How bad was Dwight Howard? Yeah, I mean, the first one was like, eh. He, dude, he's just not, I mean, he's an old man now. He's he Why was have, he in it? Because he, I mean, dude, it's just the Because he actually, else. he's actually having a somewhat respectable season. So it's like, okay, Dwight Howard's relevant again. Let's capitalize on it while. Yeah, but like Dwight's dunks and all, like the Dwight Howard, like, Dunk contest like era of the All Star game with like him and Nate Robinson, they were good, but they were like fake good. Like last night, it was actually like good. Like Derrick Jones Jr. had a couple dunks last night where I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> how did a guy do that? Like whenever Dwight did it, it was just like, oh, that was cool. But like, what's well, like? I look back at that Superman dunk and I'm like, this he threw is it cool. In. But like Derrick Jones Jr. is jumping over two people, throwing it between his legs, and still dunking and it with the same power. It in. Like yeah. he's hammering crazy. it in. It's like easy for him. Ugh. Crazy. It was it was great though. I loved the one Aaron Gordon threw off the side of the backboard, one hand. Yeah. Is that the one you were talking yeah, about? Okay. Because he had I a mean, couple of those that he threw down like that. Oh, so great. That one was sweet. So great. Derek Jones over two people through the legs and he's hammering it. That was nice. Crazy. Um, what else? Three point contest, like as like Buddy healed. That was sick. Clutch buddy healed. Yeah. I like the new three point ball, the do ball. The four ball. Whatever, whatever it is, yeah. The yeah. do ball. Do. Can we talk about how they not don't have the generation shooting challenge anymore? That was like oh, one of my, that's awesome. Yeah, the, yeah. The, where you gotta hit the three, the layup, and then the half door shot. That was electric. They yeah. gotta bring that back. That was yeah, good. Because they had that the one year they had Curry, uh, Steph, the, yeah. Dell, and They um, had Seth. it forever though. Yeah. Like they had it like Back in like the Pistons' heyday, I remember it would be it was Chauncey, Schwinn, Cash, and uh, did I say Schwinn by the way? Swin, Swin Cash. Yeah. Sorry, shout out Detroit Shock, NBA, R. WNBA R. champions. Yeah, RIP though. Watch it, I love going to like beat ups in a local area, and they just have that uh, <laughs> they have that newspaper thing. It's like not bad girls with like Bill and beer, and it's just like the shot in champagne showers. But whatever, I digress. They got to bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the Stills challenge. Why? I just I I kind of like how they do it like against each other now. It's a lot better than that. How they have the bids and the smalls playing against yeah, each other. Yeah, I like that. But other than that, it's like I don't care. Yeah, there's not much to it. Like they just dribble and make a pass and then hit a layup and a three. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's a nice know. little primer. It's a little appetizer. Yeah, 
Well, that All Star games tonight, right? That's you know, I, the NBA does All Star weekend really well. Like, yeah, obviously, people just... like get mad about it. It's like the dunk contest isn't the same. It's not for you. Yeah. It's for little kids. Yeah, the dunk contest is great though. No, it is. I NBA All Star weekend's great too because it's one of those like there's celebrities everywhere and just like random people. You're like, why is Damon Wayne's hanging out with like so like. Chris Middleton. I don't like yeah. what's going on. What is Giannis wearing? Like, mm-hmm. I, let's say he's going to play golf after. Like, I like it's a great event. It was great. I love it. And even like the Rising Stars was good too. I mean, Ja and Zion showed out. Yeah, that was. I the like Rising that's, Stars that's fun is to sneaky watch. better than All Star. That's fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Miles Bridges winning MVP. Shocker. For, the one he threw the OP threw to himself. Yeah, gross. He caught that like sideways. Ugh. Yuck. Disgusting. And then he tw- they got to let people tweet at halftime. Because he tweeted at halftime a little picture of when the guy moves forward. Like in 2K, you hunch forward a little bit because you know it's game time. That was oh, fire. I love it. Miles Bridges does Twitter well. He does. He does. Yeah. I like it. Good brand. Good for the league. Good for the association. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we got to do Bachelor today. Uh, can we go to break, Collins? Is that possible? Yeah, we can get a quick one in. Okay, we'll go quick break here. Um, we have Bachelor on the other side. We have Hometowns tomorrow, so a lot to talk about. Don't change the station, folks. This is the Green and White Report. Want to know the song and artist you just heard? See our playlist at impact89fm.org. That's the sound of your classmate receiving an attachment of you posing in your underwear. Your ex-boyfriend forwarding the picture to his friends. It being sent to your coach. And worst of all, your dad. All because of the time you posted those pictures on your profile. Anything you post online, anyone can see. So think before you post. For more information, visit www.cybertipline.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Justice, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and the Ad Council. How are you, East Lansing? I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. I'm Julian Mitchell. And we want you to tune in this Sunday and every Sunday morning to the Green and White Report. The Impact Sports team brings you all the updates from Michigan State sports, Detroit pro sports, and sports across the nation. Every Sunday at 11 a.m., tune in to hear our takes on what's going on around East Lansing, our weekly Sparty Awards, and sports news from around the world. So join us on the Green and White Report this Sunday and every Sunday at 11 a.m. right here on The Impact. <laughs> Welcome back to the green. Are you crying? <laughs> I know. Rabinowitz wanted this, this song. This so good. I know. Oh, dude, this is awesome. I, I, that was us. We were on the promo. That was electric. We were on the promo. I forgot that we did that. You didn't like can it? You, can, can, no, I liked it. Keep the song going. I, I need this. That was. We were on the promo. That was, was so good. I, we like, killed that. I heard my voice at first, and I was like, who is this guy? I don't like his voice. And I was like, oh, great. This is me. No, 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 no. We, we killed that. That is a fire promo. All I know is everything's going to be all right. It's not really good radio when Rabinowitz no is just vibing with the no music, not talking no. in the I, I'm just I'm listening to the song. I'm listening just, to the song. I'm just looking at you, just bumping your head back and forth, not talking, not the best radio. One of my, one of my guilty pleasures when I uh, have a night out at the on the, on the town, 
I go to the local watering hole. Oh, I have to come back and I watch Alicia Keys on the two pianos at the Grammys. Oh my goodness. I, that's what I just, I sit there, I probably watched it six times. Dude, it's so good. When she looks out at like the artist, she's like, and I love this song from this year. Yeah. It's just Juice World. and you're like, let's go. That's, I mean, talk about something that get, gets the boys I love Alicia up. Keys. Wow. Love Alicia Keys. Yeah, she's great. Um, good segue there. We have, we're in the romantic mood. Is that a romantic song? I don't know. Kinda, right? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. All Everything's right. not gonna be all right on The Bachelor, though. Yes, good. There you go. This Boom. is why this is best in the business, Julia Mitchell. I uh, said the ways. The Bachelor. We have hometowns tomorrow. Ryan Collins to per- perk up back there. <laughs> we are in great for... episode last week too. Yes, yeah, so we are in for a treat. Uh, last episode, there were six girls left. Um, Madison got the date card first. Nice date between her and Pete. Not much to talk about. They have the chemistry. They do. It's which is huge. And Ryan Collins has Madison. Madison's been Ryan Collins' front runner for a while, so we'll give credit where credit is due. But she's a big time virgin, so that is, that's <laughs> well, her. Okay, well she is. <laughs> well, I, it's different than that. It's there's a. Deeper. She's very religious. She's fine. saving herself for marriage. Yeah, you came out. You came after her like I was. <laughs> she's I didn't mean to come after, but she's a, a big virgin. time virgin. Yeah, because she's religious. But I, that's I think it's a big piece of her date is she tells Pete like, mm-hmm. look. I'm very religious. My father is very religious. I want to see these things in you if we are to continue this, which is fair. I think that's a fair thing to say to each his own. You have to get those things out on the table. We talked in the Final Rose podcast. Shout out Steph and Maddie who are in studio right now somewhere. Um, but we talked about the things that you uh, – like the – the most important things to you when looking for someone else. That's a big thing for Madison. Yep. And so Pete better honor that. And I, my hot take is that I think he's going to screw that up. But um, good date for them. I guess not much to say. Natasha now felt bad for her. I've been dogging her all show because I think she just complains yep. and she's just too outspoken, whatever. And then Pete hits her, Got hits the her with the. Pete hits her with the, yeah, I just think we're like more of friends. And then and he has picks the audacity to pick up the rose. We're all going, move. but then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to put this right back down and just be a, a loser. So that's what he did. And to me, it's like, how do you how do you take her this far? And then her first one-on-one is where you then are like, oh, yeah, by the way, I've just kind of thought of you as like my buddy for the last like yeah. you know, month. And I just don't actually have any interest in you in a romantic way. And it just to see it. It just can't happen. We're we're past the point of yeah. We're just gonna be friends. Like there are six girls left. This is this is love time. They've all invested time in you. You can't be like yo. How about I just hit you up on like a Tuesday? Grab like food or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Want to go golf? Yeah. yeah. And he said, "Hey, you want to go to the bar? Let's go pick up some. <laughs> yeah, let's go pick up some chicks. Yeah, I need someone for my foursome on on Sunday morning. Yeah. A guy bailed out. Stomach stomach flu. Um, and then let's go. Kelsey got the third date. Yep. Kel- dude, Kelsey, sneaky underdog to this whole thing. She so is, wild. but she shouldn't be. Yeah, she, she does be. kind of stink, but like she I don't even stink. remember this date because I just they don't were just care. rolling around like on a hill. They I rode, didn't know what they was rode, going on. They rode ATVs for like an eighth of a mile, then got off and walked up the hill for like three minutes, and then just laid on the ground and also, made out for like an hour. She Sweet tells him the, the the big secret about her family isn't like she doesn't talk to her dad or something like that, or, or has, she's been talking with her dad. And but she's not she telling her parents. But she's not yeah. telling her parents and then tells Pete, yo, I need you to keep this keep this tucked. Don't tell nobody. I on love... ABC and on national television. <laughs> yeah. I love spoiling secrets. I, I, I am really good at keeping okay. secrets. Th- th- no, you're not good at keeping <laughs> secrets. No, no, you no, just no, said no, you no, love no, spoiling no, 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 secrets. No, no. I, I misspoke. I love keeping I secrets. I'm very good at keeping secrets, but it eats me inside. 
there is nothing better than when you have a juicy secret you just like could spread around with someone. I'm You're also, just like, I'm hey, also do a you big, know about? Like, yeah, I'm also a big wow. like, hey, you know, I got some uh, some news. Like, what is it? I'm like, can't tell you. Okay, that you then can't tell you. You're the, the pain of my existence. That's the worst. <laughs> can't tell you. I have the upper hand. That no, you you God. definitely do. That is an alpha I move. I am. I am inevitable. I have the upper hand. I, I love inevitable. it. That's like my favorite thing. It eats me away inside because I love. There's nothing. I mean, like. Having information like that, it's just fun if you share it with other people, you know? Definitely. But um, other than that, our last our last thing to cover here, I know we've been kind of flying through it, but it's already been a week. Um, listen to the final rose. Yes. Listen, you have to listen to the final rose. It's, we do it more justice than this. But RT. Pete, takes, Pete takes Victoria, Kelly, and Hannah Ann on the unprecedented three-on-one. Maybe it's happened before. I don't know. But – it got wow. Victoria and Peter fighting, and I don't know how Peter doesn't send her home after that. Like, you know, you know what I mean? I, it's it's ridiculous. Like all he he's doing the the right thing and asking her like, you know, what's going on? Last time we had a date, you you ran off to the bathroom, cried, then came back. Like, what's what are you thinking? What's happening here? And she's like, just why do you keep attacking me? And I'm like, Victoria, he he's not attack. He's trying to ask you real questions and get real answers, and you're just Victoria crying now. Is insane she is crazy and i was she was the one that i liked early on because she was like oh i'm just like not really comfortable in my skin and i don't do go with the group stuff it was all a facade oh for sure and then she's just making out with him in front of like eight girls and like she doesn't care yep but Pete's and into she's a it. home wrecker he is you're he right loves he loves it he isn't okay that's a rumor she's a home wrecker is that I, like confirmed i don't know anything i read on twitter about the bachelor i just assume that <laughs> yeah yeah i do me too i was just like yeah it's, it's probably, fair game it's fit <laughs> it is fair game um but victoria does get the rose he takes her all the way to the car and gone with the rose though which was like bizarre he just like she's like i want to then she's like i want to stay they're like fighting they're fighting then she gets the rose and he's like yeah go in this car and just go home and he's like no i want to stay i just i don't know and then that wet blanket kelly got sent home finally come on man she's stench come on we like kelly i get it as time has gone on she's normal yes we like her because she's normal who cares and And she didn't have any personality which is fair she did get bland at times but do any of these girls have personality though yeah crazy that's yeah. their personality. Is, <laughs> I don't know. I don't Madison, think that makes them better. Madison People are Hannah like sort of like. Madison deep. has a pro- like. We know Madison likes basketball. <laughs> Dude, I can't. True? Okay, we. I think that's the most important thing about this episode: the preview for next week. That's like a bachelor in a nutshell. Yeah. You're like wow, this next week will be the craziest episode Trivia ever. Preview was a lecture. Like we're not only we're getting all the drama from all the parents, all the hometowns, but just the fact of seeing Pete and Madison on the Auburn floor. In Auburn jerseys, Bruce I was like, Pearl, I'm here for this. Bruce Pearl in his sweaty, oh my god, his sweaty bodies out the pit stains <laughs> has to be in this episode. I will be so happy if Bruce Pearl's in this episode. I will also say this: the people who, what? But <laughs> well, Ryan Rabinowitz is telling me to play no one again at the end of the show. Thanks, man. <laughs> he put it on his head like he was gonna do the little heads up. Yeah, I, I didn't know what was going on there, but. <laughs> But you completely just derailed me. <laughs> I am so mad at you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get in your head. You did get in my head. Bruce Pearl, sweat stains. I, I have no idea what I'm even thinking of right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. The no, I, no, I said no. The Bachelor, like producers and editors, oh, yeah, yeah. should win best editing for TV every single year. Every single year. It's incredible. It's masterful work. It's fair. It's masterful work. Let's uh power as, we, as we wrap up here, yeah. Power rankings, of course. Hannah Ann gets the last rose. Uh, terrible crying sequence, but wait, what are you crying for? You won. She's still. It's a lot of pressure. 
God, she's sitting there. She's, she's like, she's still oh my God. Below. Like, I love her. Uh, Hannah, fix yourself. Okay, power rankings. Well, Julian, we'll start with you. Who's number one? Who's uh, who's coming out of here? Matt, Madison's number one. Okay. Easily. Uh, Madison, I, I really feel like he, he's going to do the D with Hannah Ann at some point. I feel mm. like that's along the way. So I got Hannah Ann. Um, Spicy. Then Victoria F. and Kelsey. Okay, Collins? Madison, Hannah Ann. Kelsey, Victoria F. Same as same with Collins. I think Kelsey is the wild card here because she is a wild card. I think Pete might screw some things up with Madison. I don't know. There's a lot of drama that goes on, but we'll see. Who knows? I'm scared, man. This is we've been. This is what? How many episodes are left of The Bachelor? Oh, uh, we got four or five. Really? Yeah. Whoa! I was like, I thought we were done. Just, wow! How many? Because it's only like it's no, been, because what, six, this seven week, episodes. Yeah, this week, and then you have fantasy suites. And then they take like a week break for the Women Tell All episode. Oh. And then the next week, they have the finale. Oh. It's a whole big deal. Interesting. Well, again, hometowns next Monday or tomorrow night. Tomorrow. Tomorrow Lock in. Get your charcuterie board out. Your your... charcuterie board. What is charcuterie? You can. You don't have to get a charcuterie board. You can. I would never tell you to do that. What yeah. is a charcuterie board? It's like the sausage and crackers and cheese. It is. It's a... charcuterie. 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 Okay. Got all right. It. Yeah, let's not. Got it. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess that's it. That's what we got on a good note. Um, all right. That is going to be it for the Green and White Report today, brought to you by Impact 89FM WDBM. For Julian Mitchell and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Follow us on Twitter and now on Instagram at WDBM Sports. We are on Facebook, Impact 89FM hyphen sports you can find all of our content on impact 89fm.org slash sports join us next sunday and every sunday at 11 a.m thanks for listening folks we love you we'll see you next sunday listening to the green and white report on wdbm for all your sports news and notes go to impact 89fm.org slash sports